0: From CNA Medical Allies, this is Medical Cost Boss, where we share how to take charge of medical costs like a boss. I'm your host, Gabe Capone. I spoke with Steph Marconis, a nursing supply chain liaison, about the ways the pandemic has impacted the medical supply chain and the way she and her facility navigated it and continue to plan ahead to ensure that patients receive the best care possible. When it comes to like medical supplies, medical equipment, and medical needs, the supply chain being affected can have a, like a serious effect on people's health. Um, Absolutely. And you have, you are currently a nursing supply chain liaison. Could you tell us, tell me uh, and everybody else that's listening a little bit about what that means exactly?
1: Yes. So currently I'm the nursing supply chain liaison would be my, or administrator would be my formal title. So I essentially help, and this is in partnership with our materials management department. I help monitor stock of all of our disposable products and equipment that we have in house for all the inpatient care areas and then i also help conduct new product trials if we are looking to bring in say like a new iv or like a new advanced technology but a lot of my day to day lately has been consumed by product back orders and shortages for things that we need to provide daily patient care which wow. is been the biggest issue whereas my position spans products and equipment Lately, it's mainly just focusing on disposable products because supply chain has become so, like, hectic with you don't know when materials are going to go out of stock and if they're ever going to get the raw materials to make that product again.
0: Got it. And could you just explain a little bit more about, you said, disposable products? Like, what, what exactly would those be?
1: Yeah. So, like, say you walk into the hospital and you get an IV that is considered a disposable product. Once they remove it from your arm, it goes in the trash. Got it. Whereas a, the equipment is more related to if you were going to be on a telemetry monitor and they use the cords to connect to um, the stickers they put on your chest. The sticker is considered a disposable, whereas the cords are considered a piece of equipment that we will continue to reuse over time.
0: So if something's like single time use, it's disposable, Um, but if something's going to be used over and over again, it's not.
1: I also cover our, um, sustainability as well from like being environmentally conscious and doing things like that. There are some products that we do consider disposable, like, um, uh, sequential compression sleeves, which just, they put like on your, they can put them on your legs and it's to help prevent, um, DVTs or blood clots. Instead of throwing those products away and then being put in a landfill, we actually reprocess them and they're able to be reused and sent back to the hospital rather than us creating more waste. We consume so many products in healthcare that immediately go in the trash. So we try to reprocess as much as we can to prevent the thousands of pounds of waste we are getting rid of each month.
0: Got it. And reprocess is basically the same way of saying recycled. Is that, is that uh, yes, right? it's, it's okay.
1: essentially like healthcare recycling, but got it. we always say, uh, reprocessed cause it's something that we just put right back into the system. And it also helps cut costs for the health system as well.
0: Got it. So when you reprocess those items, do they, uh, do they become like another version of that item? Like, you know, when, uh, for example, if you're recycling like a plastic bottle, and that plastic mm-hmm. bottle could become, um, you know, the next pair of sunglasses for somebody <laughs> like that. Or is it is it different than that in the sense that, like, you're reprocessing and it becomes something completely different? Or is it um, melted down into something? Like, what exactly do you think happens from there?
1: So the products that we are, we're doing the the compression sleeves that we do. We do the pull socks and a lot of um, OR equipment. Majority of... Anything that gets sent in, if it's unable to be reprocessed, it does unfortunately get thrown away. But it gets essentially recycled into the same exact thing, and then we purchase it back. Rather than buying new, we our main goal with sustainability is to continue to purchase the reuse the reusable products rather than continue to create more waste
0: by reprocessing them. You're sort of uh, making sure that you're going to have those items again and not have to wait for those to be shipped again, or something new to be sent over again, um, you kind of have them in the sense that, um, that that sort of generally helps with the supply.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Okay. With the the supply being less and the demand going up, have you seen uh, an increase in cost of those standard items and also some of the more high ticket items?
1: So luckily within healthcare, a lot, of these systems have huge contracts with various distributors and manufacturers of these products so we always order our IVs or our pulse ox probes from the same company and when these items go on back order or the stock starts to get really low, these companies helped protect their customers by creating what they call an allocation. So if the stock for something is very low, but they say we have an allocation, it means we will just be getting less of the product in over a certain amount of time until they're able to get their stock back up. The biggest issue with the pandemic was at first, the infection rates were so high, so factory workers were too sick. They weren't able to produce as much product. That then transitioned into a shortage of raw materials. So the companies making these products were not able to get the raw materials they needed. And that's created somewhat of the bottleneck effect where there's a very high demand for a very low supply. Whereas our, our cost hasn't changed unless something goes on back order and we need to bring in a subproduct from another company. That's where the healthcare costs go up for the health system, but not necessarily for the patient.
0: So you have to go outside of your contract or outside of your primary source uh, to get these supplies and those supplies are going to cost more because... Uh, you know, you need them obviously, and there isn't as much uh, available from your primary source, then the hospital are the ones that take on the costs of that, but that doesn't get passed on to the patient. Yes.
1: Yeah, so if all of our EKG machines were to break and we had to bring in a new machine at twice the cost, the billing rate for um an EKG would stay the same for the patient. We wouldn't then upcharge them because we had to buy a new machine, which is great for the patient, not so great for the health system.
0: Right. So then that leads me to my next question is that, well, how does the hospital or the healthcare system recoup those costs?
1: So in some instances, there are some products that at this point we deem as an absolute necessity. We cannot continue care without them. And there's others where We could go without and supplement with other products we have in-house. So when possible, if we need to find a substitute item, we look for something that we already have in circulation and just increase our utilization of an item we already use.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking of it as like, you know, if if you didn't have matches then you use a magnifying glass, right? But that mm-hmm. doesn't seem like a really great solution um, for the long term. And also, like, you know, trying to start a fire with a magnifying glass is going to take a lot longer. can be a little uh, bit more difficult. Yeah, exactly. It, like Your
1: concept is spot on. This stuff is not going to last forever. So now we have a lot of plans in place. Whereas if we think something's going to go on back order, we are already researching and finding substitutes before we're we're out of stock. That way we have a plan in place for both staff and to ensure the safety of all the patients.
0: Thank you to my guest, Steph Marcunas. If you'd like to learn more about her and the work that she does, please visit her on LinkedIn under Steph Marcunas. That's M-A-R-K-U-N-A-S. If you'd like to hear more episodes of Medical Cost Boss, please visit medicalcostboss.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts.